Okay, welcome, Paradise Paradoxians. I wrote a little article the other day, and uh, because it went so well, because it was so so well received, I thought I'd cheat and publish the same article in a couple of mediums. So put it on YouTube as well as on our podcast on on the Paradise Paradox. Uh, so to to give you a little context, this this article is uh, well, it's entitled. Um, Steemit's new economic paradigm, or why Steemit might just work. You might have heard me mention Steemit in, in in previous episodes. Steemit is this new blogging platform based around cryptocurrency, and the idea is uh, you can sign up, start start blogging, or start curating, moderating other people's comments and other people's content, and through doing that, uh, you receive a kind of share in the site. Uh, and you also receive um, what what can be called money. So you get paid in in this cryptocurrency, which you can then use um, convert into you know regular money and and use it to buy things. Um, so of course, uh, to a lot of people, uh, when especially when they see the amounts of, of money that people are earning on there um, from posting their content, they say this can't be right. You know, this is kind of a scam or a Ponzi scheme or something like that which is um, kind of an unusual claim because, of course, normally Ponzi schemes ask for money and uh, there's not really many Ponzi schemes which don't ask for money. Um, so there's a lot of name-calling going on and a lot of um, misinformation, confusion, and that sort of thing. Um, but I don't think it's... Uh, I think it's an interesting concept and I've, I've certain, certainly got... Uh, paid quite a bit of money from from this site i mean to put to put it into um into context i mean this is kind of publicly available information that this this article when i posted it on steemit um earned me a close to two thousand dollars well four four thousand dollars total so half of the money is paid out in shares of the site and half of the money is paid out in this more liquid asset steam dollars which are um on average um on parity with uh, the us dollar if you're a content creator or you're just interested in in looking at good content i do encourage you to have a look at the site uh steamit.com with uh steamit spelt with uh two e's s-t-e-e-m-i-t.com um because the thing is as well um and perhaps the most valuable thing in in some respects is that uh what um what larimer and scott have done with this site is actually set up a, a site um which incentivizes you to be a good person uh, which is pretty cool as uh one of the most popular bloggers on steamit leah stevens or she goes by the name of stella bell uh wrote on the site tire financial reward to those of who are most useful to society, and soon you'll have even the baddest of boys opening doors for blind men. And so that's what they've done. They've, they've set up this site in such a way that it means if you're a good person, you get rewarded for that. So because of that, um, you have this much much lower, um, sorry, much higher signal-to-noise ratio. Um, you have people thinking before they post, so they don't just trying to come in there and try to manipulate people, troll people, 
uh, fuck with people's perceptions or manipulate people's emotions just for a joke because they, they actually have something to gain by being cool. So uh, it's, it's good. It's really good to, to go into a social media site where you don't have to worry or at least mostly you don't have to worry about people co- coming on there to harass you or something stupid like that because they get, they can you know they can easily see the dollar signs in front of their eyes and say well hang on this is you know um this is much more valuable to me uh than putting some egotistical nonsense in in front of somebody else it's it's much better for me to contribute um so it's in in that sense it's already uh it's already a success it's already a success in in several ways actually um but what i'm hoping and and the case i make in this article is that this this site could indeed be successful long term and so sometimes i get in in my mind it's a similar case to to what uh andreas antonopoulos makes um where he says it kind of doesn't matter bitcoin can succeed Bitcoin can fail. The important thing is the idea is out of the bag and it's never going back. So um, uh, I I do think that this that this site will be successful, but I also think even if it isn't, even if somehow the incentive structure is a little wrong or they need to tweak the details, um, the inflation is too high or whatever it is, um, the the idea is out there uh, that um, you know instead of money going to central bankers like central bankers printing the US dollar or colluding with the the treasury to 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 print the US dollar the Australian dollar and giving it out to all the buddies or you know the 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 very complex and uh euphemistic ways that they describe that process um and instead of with bitcoin where the money goes to miners um with steam it the money can go to all of us and it doesn't necessarily need to be people with these highly specialized skill sets or relationships. It can just be regular people who, who like to express themselves, um, who like to uh, um, give insightful criticisms and, and that sort of thing. So uh, I, I think this is, uh, this is something valuable. So um, here's my article. Oh, the other thing is, so of course we 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 post on there. Uh, I've start I've posted quite a lot of content on there. Aaron is 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 still getting started, and I hope uh, he's going to post some some content in the next few days about his his trip in in London and and uh, his uh, his journey to Ireland. Um, so and some some photos and things like that. Um, so I'm I'm on there as um, at. Chudzu, which uh, I'm, <laughs> I wish I'd thought twice before using that that old handle, but it's C H U R D T Z U, uh, and Aaron's on there as at Battle A Z, um, so same as his Twitter Twitter handle at B A T T L E A Y Z E E, and of course the Paradise Paradox is on there at, at Paradise Dash Paradox. Um, so you can find us. We're, we're going to start posting a, a lot of our our content on there as well. So uh, have have a look through our content, and especially if it's posted within the the, the last twenty four hours, um, you can upvote it. So when you join on the site, you get ten dollars worth of Steam power. That is the the 
the um, like the shares in the site or the voting power, uh, which uh, indicates how how much influence you have on the site when you press like on something. Um, so give it a go. So sign up. No, not that I'm offering you financial advice or anything, but the thing is, I mean, you don't actually need to even invest money to to give this a go. You can just invest your time and energy and and uh, you know, if you're sitting there after work uh, for three hours, maybe now you're watching television, watching some mindless nonsense, or um, <laughs> listening to some mindless podcast called The Paradise Paradox. Um, Instead, you could be earning a little money, and there's 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 nothing wrong with that, and interacting with great people too, because there's a, a great community on there. So uh, that's that's how it goes. Uh, remember, also you can of course follow us on uh, YouTube, um, subscribe on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and uh, uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Trouble Bubble. Aaron is at Battle AZ, and uh, um, yeah, comment, like, subscribe. Uh, show us some love and you can go on to donate.theparadiseparadox.com uh, to to give us a little donation there, a little tip in in terms of uh, Bitcoin or um, other cryptocurrencies or, or uh, PayPal. We appreciate it very much. Uh, it shows us that there's someone out there enjoying our stuff. And uh, yeah, so, so comment and, and give us a tip. Um, we love it when you do that. And uh, so let's get into it. Steemit's new economic paradigm, or why Steemit might just work. Critics are beginning to turn their eyes to Steemit, even people in the cryptocurrency space, certain Bitcoiners. The cries of Ponzi scheme seem strangely ironic, as it seems like only months ago the critics of Bitcoin were parading the same rhetoric. The thing is, if you want to examine a new idea, or an implementation of a new idea, and you examine it through the lens of old conceptual frameworks, you may be misled. To examine a new idea, we must examine it at a more fundamental level. We must examine the principles. A new paradigm. In the dot-com bubble of 2001, many people became overcome with irrational exuberance, purchasing any company which had .com in the name. In 2013, many of us were again overcome with excitement, this time for Bitcoin. I remember buying a single Bitcoin for as much as $900, believing that it might continue going up for a long time, maybe to $10,000. When it went back down to around $200, I was certainly puzzled. Of course, during both of those years, many people were misguided about where to put their money, falsely believing that it's different this time, or this is the new paradigm, it's going to go up forever. Investing on emotion and putting the money in close to the top were mistakes, but we weren't entirely wrong when we proclaimed that it was different that time. On the other side, people were, of course, shouting, greater fool theory and bubble and Ponzi scheme. Both sides were mistaken in different ways. The investment in the internet eventually led to many innovations. Before 2001, it was more convenient for me to use an encyclopedia or go to the library to find reliable information. 
Now, information is so easily accessible and so cheap to access that people will even label it as free. The excitement around Bitcoin is leading us to a world where anybody can send money around the world cheaply without concern for capital controls or large transfer fees. We probably are going to see a bubble in steam, if not several, if we're not seeing one already. However, the occurrence of a bubble does not preclude the possibility of a new paradigm. Where does the money come from? If we want to know where the money comes from, first we have to ask, what is money? So what is money? Many people were left scratching their heads about this question when Bitcoin first started to gain notoriety, especially economists. Certain economists opined that there was no way that Bitcoin could ever be money as it didn't originate from a good which was originally a commodity. Others wondered if it fit their theory in a way which they didn't expect. Some others said that perhaps it shattered their previous conceptions of money, and still others chose to simply ignore it. Money, at its purest, is a representation of value. The better something represents value, in all its aspects, being readily and widely accepted, maintaining or even increasing its purchasing power with time, durability, fungibility, scarcity, and so on, the better suited it is to be used as money. The better a digital or physical commodity aligns with the abstract qualities of value, the more likely it is to be called money. Money or shares. It's curious that people think of steam as money and say that steam it is giving away money for articles. According to the everyday definition of the word, it's not really money. There aren't really any marketplaces in the world where you can walk in and spend your steam. Except, of course, to buy other currencies. Steam is really only money if we use a particularly broad definition of the word money. One that must also include shares. Oddly enough, when Peter Thiel purchased a 10.2% share of an unprofitable company in 2004 for $500,000, nobody asked... But where did the money come from? Not the money that he spent, but the money that he purchased. Facebook. In the summer of 2004, Peter Thiel purchased 10.2% of Facebook for $500,000, putting his valuation at approximately $5 million. However, it wasn't until September 2009 when Facebook stated that, for the first time, it was cash flow positive. So why did Thiel pay for a share in a company which was unprofitable? It wasn't because he was duped, although he may have been told many things which were not yet true. Shares are a representation of value, a form of money. Though again, you can't go to the store and pay for your groceries with Facebook shares. However, you may well be able to buy another company with them. So, Teal traded in his dollars for a different kind of currency. Where did that money come from? The money that he bought. Or later, when people paid $38 per Facebook share at the IPO, where did that money come from? 
Where did the value of the shares come from? Thiel paid because he had an expectation of the future value of Facebook. Of course, the expectation was that the company would one day make a profit, and that would be the driving factor in increasing the share price. However, that's merely a secondary datum, a detail which he used to estimate the future value. The more important point was that he estimated that it would, indeed, have more value. The illusion of value, or the perception of value. Pep. There's a classic episode of DuckTales in which Fenton Crackshell intends to prove Scrooge McDuck that he has some entrepreneurial nous, and he starts filming a commercial for a product that doesn't exist. The commercial gets played by mistake and suddenly the entire city is looking for where they can buy Fenton's imaginary product, Pep. Demand can exist for a product that doesn't even exist. Something which doesn't even exist can have value. Fenton produced a commercial for a product that didn't exist, which people were willing to pay money for. Pep had a price, a dollar value, and people were willing to pay that price. So where did the value come from? Stone soup. Some soldiers arrive at a town, hungry and broke, and they realise that the townspeople are so scared of them that they don't want to share any of their food. One clever soldier tells the townspeople that he's going to make a special kind of delicious soup using a magical stone which can give an amazing flavour to the soup, the likes of which they had never tasted before. A local chef was curious and offered his pot and some water from the well. Each of the townspeople offered a little something, some vegetable scraps, a lamb bone, in their excitement to try the stone soup. In the end... The soldiers and townspeople enjoyed the soup, and it was indeed the best soup that they had ever tasted. The soldier discarded the worthless stone in the forest. What did the soldiers trade to get the soup? Where did the value come from to buy the ingredients? A trick. Many people will read the story about Crackshell and the story about the soldiers and they will assume that the events in the stories were nothing more than con games, and that those who bought in were tricked. However, there is a greater principle to be demonstrated. As Napoleon Hill once wrote, All master salesmen know that ideas can be sold where merchandise cannot. The illusion of value can be, in certain cases, indistinguishable from value. Given that money is merely a representation of value, does that mean that the illusion of money can be, in certain cases, indistinguishable from money? When Fenton told Scrooge about his mistake of playing the fake commercial on television, Scrooge was ecstatic because he knew the fact that people were looking at the ads for Pep, talking about Pep, Getting excited about Pep meant that Pep had value in their eyes. And so his eyes turned to dollar signs. Likewise, when Teal saw that people were using Facebook, talking about Facebook, and getting excited about Facebook, he knew that Facebook had value in their eyes. So when we look at Steemit, 
and steam, well, you see where I'm going with this. In the DuckTales episode, Crackshell sold the idea of a product so exciting and sexy that everybody bought it. In Stone Soup, the soldiers sold the idea of attempting to make the best soup that anyone had ever tasted, and the people bought it. Mark Zuckerberg sold the idea of an easy-to-use social network which would change the face of the web, running parallel to search engines or even eclipsing them. When you buy bitcoins, you buy the idea of a currency which cannot be controlled by central banks, which is designed to evade politics. Dan Larimer, Ned Scott and their team are selling the idea that there can be a social network in which all of the contributors and moderators are paid with the shares of the company. Many people like the idea, and many people have bought it. A stable currency. Of course, there are many technical details about the way the site and currency have been structured, which give it a greater chance of success. These have been explored at length. But here are a few quick points. Sting dollars are pegged to the almighty dollar, making regular people much more comfortable with using them. After all, only the most hardcore gamblers really want to use a currency that may go up or down 10% between breakfast and dinner. Sting power is very illiquid. That means there is a constant demand for steam, which again stabilizes the price and makes it more comfortable for regular non-crypto nerds. The use of the currency is linked to a social media site, a medium which more than a billion people in the world are already using and comfortable with. Zero transaction fees. This is a rather small thing in the grand scheme of things, but among cryptocurrency enthusiasts who have seen the amount of unconfirmed transactions rising to a 30,000 unit backlog, encouraging Bitcoiners to pay larger and larger transaction fees, this may become an important selling point in the future. That's cool. So what's like, I mean, what's your like ultimate goal, I guess, in, in this in this, Can I say industry? this one? Can Domination, I say this one? baby. Right oh, now, right. right now, we still we still feel like we ain't get what we want yet. When we get, when we get, when we get a little price, when we uh-huh. really, really get to where we got to go, mm-hmm. that's when you know it's on. Social networking is only the first stage. Once Steemit reaches a maturation point on the S-curve, you might think that growth in the currency will slow, or even that it will collapse. But by that stage, when Steemit and Steam are as common as Facebook is today, people will be using crypto for all kinds of transactions. That means that Steam's growth as a currency is not limited to social media, and that means it's possible the market cap can continue to grow as long as the earthling economy continues to grow. Conclusion These are a few of the reasons that Steam and Steemit might very well transform the world in one way or another. The internet set us up for a world where we can easily see that encyclopedia are out of date by the time they're printed, where the vast majority of the information available to the human race is available to us now at such a low cost that we can call it free. 
Facebook put us in a world where we can share our ideas and see our friends' ideas, a world of viral media where the thoughts of an everyday human being can be given a platform and can have a dollar sign attached when it comes to the shareholders. Bitcoin changed the world to one where the power of money is in our hands and has the potential to be free from manipulation by powerful interests, giving the power to print money to many miners rather than a handful of central bankers. Steemit combines those three paradigms in a way that makes information not only free, not merely accessible, and not only monetarily valuable to shareholders, but monetarily valuable to all of us, making most of the benefits of the ability to print money available to all of us.